Okay, people, I am back. We are going to continue uh, the worry box that uh, I ended with the uh, other episode. And so it speaks. Jesus told us how to get rid of the worry that he forbids by changing our priorities. He said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. That's in Matthew 6, 33 scripture. The problem with worry is that we are seeking the wrong things. We need to seek God and his kingdom and everything else will fall into place. If you are prone to struggle with a stronghold of worry, I suggest that you make yourself a worry box by cutting a slot in the top of a old school box I mean shoe box when Satan drives you to worry write your worry down on a slip of paper talk to the Lord and tell him what you have written down and that you believe He is able to take care of whatever worries you. Put it in the box. You cannot handle them, but he knows that he can. Then fold up your worry, drop it in the box, and leave it to the Lord. He promised to give you peace that can only come from him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, because... Now in my life, that's what I crave for the most. It's my peace. If I got to deal with some shenanigan, you best believe it. I'm going to leave it right where it came from. And it's not following me into the next day, the next hour, the next minute, the next second. I am done. I'm leaving you there. I'm just like riding my life of the bus. My life is the bus and I'm dropping off everybody that cannot coexist in my peaceful world and I'm okay with that so it says what it says that Tony's asking you this question will a worry box make your problems go away probably not but what it will do is shift the weight of those problems off of you and back onto God he is strong enough to carry that burden for you so let him the scripture of this lesson is Matthew 11 verse 28 through 30 come to me all who are weary and and heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Let's go to Matthew 11, uh, 26. Let's go to Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Okay, Matthews 11, 28 to 30. Okay, so in my application, 
Bible, it speaks that uh, a yoke is a heavy wooden harness that fits over the shoulder of a ox or oxen. It is a it is an attached to a piece of equipment that the oxen are to pull. A person may be carrying a heavy burden of sin. Number one. Number two. Excess demands of religious leaders. Oppression. Weariness. In search of God. Jesus frees people from all these burdens. The rest that promise the rest that Jesus promised is love, healing, and peace with God. Not the end of all labor. A relationship with God changes mean, meaningless, wearisome toil, and spiritual productivity and purpose. If you just give your yoke to God, you can live better. You'll live more at ease. You'll live more comfortable. And whatever he decides, however it may be, he's doing that because he knows best. So the second scripture we're going to go to is Psalms 56. It's in Psalms 56, verse 3. It says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in God. And that's what he looks for us to do, is to put our trust in God. So let's go to Psalms um, 56. And uh, and see what they're talking about. Psalms 56, 56, 56. Psalm 56. And it said the third verse, it says, But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in God. So, that is simple, but it's strong. Because in in the, um, the application book, in the study part, it says that the worst thing we can do is reject God and lose our eternal life. Jesus said, don't be afraid for those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. That's in Matthew 10, 28. Instead, we should fear God who controls this life and the next. So it's like, how much harm can people do to us? They can inflict pain suffering and death but no one can rob us of our souls or our future beyond this life how much harm can we do to ourselves we can do a lot of damage to ourselves but if we call on the Lord and don't be afraid when we call on him and trust and believe him in his word then the fear of worry will just disappear and so the next script the next um, lesson is on identity theft 
Dr. Tony Evans is still talking about anxiety. This is like a survival kit. I've broken it down the very beginning. We we talked about um, worrying is pointless. And I think we talked about... um, Do not worry. And we talked about... A worry box. Now, I kind of like that worry box. I think I'm going to do that myself instead of keeping everything in my mind. So, now we're going to identity theft that don't Tony, Dr. Tony Evans has broken down some, um, some things that he wanted to discuss with us as well as uh, maybe an experience that he have used or, or have experienced himself. So, the word says... America is currently having a problem with identity theft. The advancements of technology and our shifts to buying and selling things online has added to this crisis. People who steal other identities with us will use their credit score and bank account to live a life that is not truly reflective of them, but rather of someone else. A similar thing happen when we worry too much about what other people think rather than what God thinks. We begin to adopt the identities of people we see on television or successful people we read about rather than remaining true to who we are. Worrying about other people's acceptance of us is one of the greatest strongholds to overcome. People-pleasing stronghold can lead to other strongholds such as perfectionism, overworking, obsessive body imaging, thoughts, and action. What is the cause of this stronghold? Hmm. In Galatians 1, we read about the religious leader called Judas who sought to place Christians under a performance standard under the law therefore abandoned grace in Galatians 1.10 Paul talks about these well-meaning Bible quoting leaders who were ripping the saints away from grace am I not seeking the favor of men or of God or am I striving to please man if I was still trying to please man, I would not be bond servant of Christ. Paul is saying that it is possible to be more people-oriented than God-oriented. Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29 verse 25 says, The fear of man brings a snar, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exhausted. Let's go there and see what that really, uh, uh, my application Bible is talking about. It says, the fear of a man brings a snar, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exhausted. Let's turn to Proverbs 29 and see what the breakdown it is in my application Bible. Proverbs, Proverbs. Now, Proverbs come before Psalms or after? Hmm. 
I think it comes after. Okay. Proverbs 29. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. 26, 29. And Proverbs 29, 25. Hopefully it has something in here for us to read upon. Okay. Proverbs 25. Fear people. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting in the Lord means safety. That's what my application Bible scriptures us reads. And it also breaks down, it says, fear of people can hamper everything you try to do. It extreme in extreme forms, it can take you it can make you afraid to leave your home. By contrast, Fear of God, respect, reverence, and trust is liberating. Why fear people who can do no eternal harm? Instead, trust God who can turn the harm intended by others into good for those who trust Him. You have to trust God. You know, I when I went down there to that court appointed uh, scheduling, I was not in fear. I walked in there with the boldness of the bold and and didn't demand what I wanted. Me and these two guys went to two lawyers went to the office and one was staggering. I'm like like following the first lawyer. I'm like, who are you? He told me I'm with him. I said, I'm not asking who you with. I'm asking what's your title, what you here for, you what? I didn't know I was gonna have two attorneys after me, but it was all good because they stumbled over their words anyway. And see, that's what I'm saying in this particular scripture. You don't fear people. That's a dangerous trap to fear folks. I've always learned in my life when I turned 30 over. My 20s to 30, I'm going to talk about that. I wasn't fearful. I'm just trying, I was just trying to build up my character. That's why I do not like anyone to mess with my character, my intelligence, my children, my money. Uh, all it don't even have to go in that order because I know when I, how I got to this age, and I'm proud of myself of being educated, smart, uh, worthy, uh, awesome. You know, sometimes you gotta encourage yourself. Hello, somebody. So let's get back to the story, to the uh, pamphlet and teaching us. I didn't eat that. So we went over to, to uh, Proverbs 29 and we spoke of 25, uh, verse 25. So let's get into what Dr. Evans says after that. He says, Satan used our legitimate needs for accepting in a illegitimate way that can result in us living under a false identity. You've noticed how confused people who people are who want to please everyone. One minute they are pleasing one person. The next minute they are pleasing someone else. They have to be around people that are making them feel good otherwise they become depressed you will begin to overcome your stronghold of worries 
when you decide what God says about you is important. God, who does not change, loves you with everlasting love. He has seen your ugly cry, your days without makeup or messed up hair, and has heard your rants and raves, yet still love you. If you are driving by approval of people, remember this, that they are fallible and their emotions are shifting. And what that means is that when you are around people that you feel that you need approval for, they, they, their emotions shift on you. I like you, but I don't like you. You're good for me for now, but I'm going to put you on the shelf for later so I can bring, come back and get you for what I need you for. And that's how people treat folks sometimes. And you cannot be kind to everyone. It's impossible they will still come after you and say some naughty or horrible things. But when you give it to God and you just leave it there and you tell him, you cry out to him, he hears you in those lonely nights and you're all alone and you're trying to get a grip of the world and see where you're at. Things not working out frustrated, you're worried about the bills, you're worried about the kids, go into your comfort zone far back away get into the spirit let it move you in the right direction humble yourself and find your peace of serenity that's the only way you're gonna have to, you're gonna deal with the society that uh, we're dealing with today. So anyway, there is a scripture in this particular uh, pamphlet that speaks of identity theft. So uh, uh, Dr. Evans uh, asks us to go to Matthew six verse one. It says, "Beware of practicing your righteousness." before man to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no rewards with your Father who is in heaven. You know, they say that um, God don't like, I don't know what that scripture is, but I heard pastors over the years speak of how God choose the people that are out there on the corner praising him and speaking of him, hypocrites, that he'd rather for you to go into your, your, your closet and pray in private with him and you and that's how he likes his one-on-one relationship so let's go to Matthew 6 1 to see what our application Bible says Matthew 6 1 I am so excited about this lesson right now because it just falls into the last lesson it's just Lord is just giving me stuff to just fall into whatever he chooses me to read uh, Matthew 6 1 and it speaks in this in the lesson okay yes this is it Matthew 6 1 watch out don't do good don't do your good deeds publicly 
to be a, um, to be admired by others for you will lose the reward from the Father in heaven. That's the one I was talking about. And the second one in the scripture said when you give to when you when you give to someone in need, don't do don't do as the hypocrites do blowing trumpets in, in, in the synagogues and streets to call to call attention to their, their acts of charity. I tell you the truth. They have received all the rewards they will ever get. Come on, hello somebody. I just spoke of that. I just didn't know what that scripture was and God put it right there before me. That's that's how it is. When you go studying and, and teaching his word, he gonna give you the tools. He definitely gonna give you the tools and you gonna love him for it. So this one right here is attached to the, the first part of the book. And um, this one I did on worry. What is it? What is it about the box and um, a worry box and also identity theft? So those are the two for now. Those are the four for now because I did two in front of that. And it's amazing how God just just put things in your life and just let it sit and see whether or not you're going to see it or you're going to embrace it. Because I've learned that when you have a relationship with God, He answers your prayers because He knows that you're a sincere person. He knows your heart. He knows the way you treat others. He knows how you are humbled. He knows you better than you know yourself. And I give you a prime. I'm, I give you a prime example of my family and how God works. Every time I ask God, Lord, I want this, and He shows up and He does what He supposed. He does when He does do when He does what He did. So uh, I am grateful. I appreciate things that He does, and I will just say this and then I'm going to end this lesson because I'm going to see my mom. These two were were the exciting in the middle. Do not worry. Get your worry box. Get your worry box and put it in there. And it'd be a lesser thing for you to worry about if you just give it to God. So, I thank you. This is just the beginning, no, just the middle of this lesson uh, that Tony, Dr. Tony Evans put together, Anxiety and Worry Survival Kit. And he has some strong information in this pamphlet. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate you. May God continue to watch over you. May God touch you and your family and cover you in his blood. I love you all, and keep it tight, keep it right, but always put God first. Peace out.